Hey, welcome back, man. Free Me TV. Thomas Free Me, man. You know, there's nothing like recording a whole episode, finding out that your mic wasn't even turned on, and you got to turn around and record the whole episode all over again. But you know, that's that's what happens, man. And that's what we do. And I'm going to do it for you. That's what I'm going to do it for. So, today's episode, man, I'm going to get into how not to sell with this crazy motherfucker right here. Now... As I've said in the past, I can't believe I got to go through all this again, but it is what it is, man. As I said in the past, right, this channel is dedicated to bringing you 100% truthfulness from my experiences of being incarcerated and my experiences in life and what I saw or seen, however you want to use it. Now. <clears throat> there's a lot of channels out there that are, are providing a lot of miseducation and a lot of misguidance and it's feeding into the very thing that I'm trying to attack with this show and that's stigma and that's prison stigma and you know you, you'll have a lot of shows out there that will lead you to believe that prison violence is something that is um, an everyday thing and that when you go to prison, there's a high probability you're going to be assaulted, raped, beat, killed, um, drugged out, and all kinds of shit. And that's just not the case. And that's not the truth. I don't care what prison you go to. I don't care how hard the penitentiary it is. It's not. I've, I'll bring you interviews from guys that have been in them places. I've been in a few of them. Um, I was in one of the, the worst uh, federal prisons in America, Bloody Beaumont, there's a few, but you know, you have this, this circle and they sit at the bottom and, and this is where people go when they just can't be managed anywhere else, you know? So in all of these prisons I've been in, um, sure. I've seen things occur. I, I did witness a rape, not witness the actual occurrence, but, but it happened um, I'll get into some of these stories, you know, periodically throughout my show. Um, I have witnessed people beat. Um, I would say to death, again, we don't know because, you know, the, the, the situation happens and it happens so fast. You know, unless the person was just actually killed there on the spot, you don't know. You know, they come, they take them to the infirmary and then you never hear you know actually what happened you hear bits and pieces sometimes you may know a brother or a cousin or something that may give you the real real but a lot of times it's it's assumptions you know but you can you can look at an individual and see the beating that they took and you know that they take their time getting you to the hospital there's a high probability that you probably died um again these things occur they do occur uh, you know, but I am a firm believer that we put ourselves in these situations for these things to occur. You know, it doesn't matter if we're in prison or not. Um, and here is a situation again where, as I'll break down after the article, how we can get ourselves into these positions, how to make sure that we don't put ourselves in these positions. Um, because, again, at the end of the day, you're in a place where you you committed wrong and that's how people look at you is that you're just a, a throwaway. doesn't matter what you have to say. They do not care about you. They don't care if you eat. They don't care if you sleep. They don't care if you get killed. 
And they'll put you in positions and situations to have those things happen to you. So, reading, California prison guards didn't notice that a self-described Satanist decapitated and dissected the body of his cellmate. Why the officers at Cora Corrin State Prison didn't discover the grisly scene until the following morning is not detailed in the reports. Uh, the original, the original reporting paper was the Los Angeles Times. I'm reading the New York Post. I know it's, eh, um, but there are many, many uh, articles out there. In my other one that I recorded, I read from two different articles. I'm not going to do that again because this one is the most specific geared around what my discussion is going to be so uh, please feel free to investigate further and correct me anywhere that I'm wrong or if this is all bullshit but from my research it's it's legit so the mutilated corpse of Louis Romero 44 was discovered the morning of March 9th 2019 in the cell he shared with Jamie Osuna 31 Osuna was serving a life sentence for torturing and killing a woman at a motel in 2011 and had a history of attacking fellow inmates. He has never had a cellmate before. He allegedly used a homemade knife to cut one of Romero's eyes, chop off a finger, remove part of his rib, and slice out a part of his lung. He ultimately cut off his head. He also posed the body, slicing Romero's face open on either side of his mouth to resemble an extended smile. People watch too much TV. So when the guards finally found the dreadful scene, Osuna was wearing a necklace made of Romero's body parts. A state investigation found that the guards reported both men alive the night before. The state probe doesn't say why the cell was not checked at any point during the night. It said the two officers falsely reported seeing Romero alive and that two other officers did not report that their colleagues had failed to properly conduct inmate counts the night of the horrific scene. All right. So listen, this here, it was a setup. No question about it. The guards, for whatever reason, didn't like this. This uh, this other gentleman, what was his name? Uh, Louis Romero. So the guards obviously had a problem with this guy, Louis Romero, for whatever reason. Um, and they put him purposefully in this cell, no question. Uh, as you heard, he's never had a cellmate and the prison is fully aware of his problems with cellmates and other inmates. So therefore, for him to go into this cell with this guy was not an accident. It, it could have been. You know, it very well could have been ignorance because you have a lot of uncaring, ignorant individuals in there that just want to do their eight hours and go home and, and collect their, their pretty good paycheck. Um, I don't know how California state prison pays. Probably not that well. But um, so, yeah, you have these guys that want to go in there and do their eight hours and they don't care. You know, it's, it's a system to them. So this happens, right? This This could happen, but... And in my gut, I'm feeling that this was retaliatory, that this was uh, the guards, again, using a deranged individual to do their dirty work. And this is what they do because they're not charged with murder. At worst, they'll be fired, maybe sued. They can prove, 
you know, without a doubt that, you know, they were, you know, uh, negligent in that fashion, but it happens. So how it sounds is that the layout of this prison sounds like it's it's cells, but it's open cell with bars instead of doors. And at night or at any time that you want privacy, yeah, you can throw your sheet up tight to the bars and obstruct view for a small amount of time. But I promise you, um, for any officer that is doing his job correctly, that sheet will not be up long. Um, it's not supposed to be up at all. So if a sheet does go up and you do have a dickhead officer, he's going to come and tell you to take it down right away. But you have officers that understand, like, we're men and we need our privacy at times, you know, for, for certain things. But it's not up long. Um, definitely not during count time. And no question, without a shred of doubt, that sheet is not staying up on them bars to obstruct view all night long. So when that occurs... Yeah, that's retaliatory. That's that's again guards playing uh God. And how to avoid these situations, right? One is knowing the situation that you're in, the environment that you're in is is a very very dangerous environment. You're in an environment where people do not care about you. They do not care. They they don't care. No matter how much they even act like they like you. They're just bidding off you. They're just doing their time. Um, trying to break up the monotonous, the monotony of, of everyday prison life, of it just being the same over and over again. So you do have individuals that create ruckus, that create excitement because they're, they're bored and they want to see excitement. So they'll stir up shit. They'll spread rumors. They'll, they'll do all kinds of shit to stir up shit. Um, it's a crazy political world and, and you have to know this going in. So me... Let me tell you something. As soon as I was to walk up to this cell and see this dude's face, I'm going to tell that guard, there's no fucking way I'm going in that cell, officer. There's no way. Take me back to the shoe, beat me, kill me right here, right now. I'm not going in the cell with this dude. And if I do go in the cell with this dude, I promise you, I'm firing off on him as soon as I step foot in there, you know, and you have to do it, you know, because there's no way this dude has a pentagram on his forehead he has a pentagram on his forehead you see well, let me tell you something let me let me show you something let me get this out of the way there's no fucking way and I promise you as soon as I was to step in the cell with this dude I would hit him so fucking hard in his face the guards would have to remove me from the cell because there's absolutely no way I could lay my head down at night and go to sleep and rest soundly. What it do with a pentagram tattooed to his fucking forehead? Anybody that has tattoos all over their face like this has severe mental issues of some sort. Doesn't mean that they're violent. Doesn't mean that they're bad people. It just means that they have severe mental issues dealing with their face so and and i don't have time for that and i don't want to deal with that and i don't want to sleep next to that and i don't want to be in the cell with that and and that's it so that's how you avoid these situations mostly right now again you're dealing with a retaliatory situation for me in my opinion um i don't know why to do when in the cell with them
So, yes, violence occurs. Murders occur. Um, rape occurs. Beatings occur. These things occur. But I am a firm believer that you put yourselves in these positions, one, by going to prison to begin with, right? And two, by not understanding and fully evaluating your environment and understanding um, and thinking that you're going to go in there and make friends and that it's a, you know, it's it's just a, a place that you're just going to go hang out for a little while. It's definitely not that, you know, it's definitely not that. So um, if you're a weak person and you know that you're a weak person, weak minded, you're you're a pushover, you're easy to influence things of this nature. Prison is not for you. You're going to have a very hard time. That is true. Prison is not made for the likes of those type of individuals because that's what individuals like this feed off of. That's what gangs feed off of is is weakness and and prison gangs. And, and they look for individuals that they can manipulate and make them do their dirty work so that they won't be punishable for it. So we call it a do boy, you know, fuck boy, do boy, you know, however, whatever. So if you know that you're this right, don't go to prison. If you're doing things to put you in prison, stop doing them. Go get a nice little job and live a nice, comfortable life and stop trying to appease other people by being something that you're not because you don't belong in prison. You will have bad things happen to you, you know. Um, but if you're not and things happen in your life, to where you you allowed it to spiral out of control to where you you do go to prison then you have to understand that it's not a playground it's a place you can get hurt very easily in many different ways and it's in every interaction and every decision that you make and every day for however many years you're in there you always have to keep that to the forefront of your mind you have to be more aware of others around you before you're aware of yourself think of others around you before you think of yourself, make sure that you're not doing anything offensive to anybody else because these are the type of instances that can and will get you hurt. You can do something disrespectfully to somebody else without not even realizing that you've done it because you're a disrespectful cat in that way. And you never even, nobody's never brought that to your attention. And these are things that we learn. This is how we learn, you know, not to be disrespectful, you know, and, and things of that nature. So... It's sad what happened to this guy. Um, it happens. This is a crazy, deranged dude. He obviously will never probably see the light of day again. And he'll probably obviously never be around anybody ever again. Um, so he had his last hurrah. You know, he had his last moment. And I think he knew that. You know, I think he knew that. And I think that's why he took his time with it and... and delved into all his sickly pleasures because he knew that this was going to be his last opportunity unless you know another guard um doesn't like an inmate and wants to put him in the cell with this guy and he can have fun again but i doubt that'll ever happen so don't let this be you man don't let this be you protect your neck knuckle up guard your grill all of that stuff, man. Man up. You know, stay out of prison. 
If you're doing stuff to get you in prison, man, just stop. If you're doing stuff to put you in this type of position, right, to deal with a cat like this, just stop. Go get a job. Or do what you're doing to get out and 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 produce good, you know. Just don't even put yourself in this position. So until then, man, just be your best self. I love you guys. Peace. I'm out.